Maintain your lifestyle of meditation, playing tennis, your books and your piano, and it's uh, an issue of lifestyle is important. Is life important? Yeah. Oh, your lifestyle. Yeah, we're almost to October. Now it's November fourth in the poetry of David Smith. New York City day and the Flix blog David Smith two eight and、uh, so you say yeah it's a lifestyle you have to have oh it's important yeah of course they say lifestyle might be important to the meditation practice yeah yeah it would be of course yeah are you settled and do you have a vegetarian diet and you know have any Gaps between when you're eating and uh, and uh, many issues. It's very sensitive meditation. Yeah. Okay. So this poem is called Lifestyle Poem. Being totally settled is good for being coming transcendental. When the mind and body are tranquil and at rest, then the soul can descend.、Uh, Physical existence should always be secondary and only come after deep meditation and adequate exercise. I believe strongly in physical fitness, mainly to support practice. Oh, okay, that's why you play tennis. <laughs> oh, it's to support、uh, meditation. Yeah. People should meditate from three a.m. to nine a.m., then exercise outside, and then have breakfast at eleven. Then go to work at twelve.、Uh, the typical corporate employee only actually works like two hours, anyways.、Uh, oh, is that how you worked in your job? We you worked maybe two hours intensively, you know, and then went to a long lunch and fiddled around and,、uh, and looked at the internet. Yeah, it is probably better to have them start later and be completely mindful. It would be like having employees that are totally enlightened. In actual practice, most companies are like insane asylums.、So. Sawan Singh recommended a part-time job and and just reduce your material needs instead. Totally enlightened employees are very nice and have psychic powers. They can read other people's minds for just the purpose of being even more nice to them. Oh, is that how you used your psychic powers?、Uh, oh, you don't use them to for personal gain. <laughs> totally enlightened employees are very nice and have psychic powers. They can read other people's minds, just for the purpose of being even more nice to them. One of my early poems describes how a mystic's day actually ends at nine. Because real life is actually lived on the higher planes. At least by nine, you can be certain of being satisfied. You also have greatly reduced karma, which is helpful. If you have to work more, it is probably because you are narcissistic and hope to buy girls. Oh, if you have to work more, it is probably because you are narcissistic and hope to buy girls. This is further encouraged by the girls who look at men and only see money. 
This creates a lot of racket, so just don't get on the treadmill. With the hedge fund, you use your intellect to get an edge. So then you can get ahead. <laughs> but most arbitrages just lead to karma and end up useless instead. I am sorry if I sound like the Pope. Most people don't get ahead until they are dead and get a tombstone instead. At 5 p.m. you can calm down a bit and watch the sun turn red. Then you can return to short meditation to readjust your head. Long commutes are disturbing to the prana and damage your brain, so don't do them and damage the environment. It's better to walk home and then meditate again before eating. Hatha yoga is acceptable in the evening only because it is beneficial next morning. It is all a matter of timing and lifestyle. Oh, okay. You can keep up that lifestyle. Poem, uh, DS poem, November 4th. And what about the Emily poems? Uh, does she help out? Oh. Yeah, Emily Dickinson. Uh, uh, poem uh, 1251. Silence is all we dread. There's... There's ransom in a voice, but silence is infinity. Himself, not a face. Emily Dickinson, 1873. And then poem 1255. Longing is the seed that wrestles in the ground, believing if it intercede, it shall at length be found. The hour and the climb, each circum circum. Cir circumference is unknown. What constancy must be achieved before it see the sun? <sighs> it's a poem by Farid from Farid, Classics Western, this poem of the spiritual way. Omar Farid, Classics Western Spirituality by Cells. Uh, he says, but when I cleared the clouds away, I found myself up and awake while my inner spring refreshed my eyes. And from my drunken poverty, I recovered, grew rich in my second separation, union like oneness to me. So fight on, witness in you, from you, a silence beyond description when peace is found. For after I fought, I witnessed that he who made me see, my guide to me, was me, me, my own example. <laughs> Page 141, lines 230 to 240, poem of the spiritual Sufi way. Okay. Hashtag poetry, hashtag transcendentalism, hashtag meditation, hashtag exercise, hashtag fitness, hashtag mindfulness, hashtag hedge fund. Hashtag lifestyle, hashtag Hatha Yoga, hashtag Sawan Singh, hashtag Emily Dickinson, hashtag Umar Ib uh, Al Farid, hashtag Farid, hashtag volleyball. Huh. How that got in there. Huh. What was that about, anyways? Oh, you have, you picture you with the volleyball. Maybe that was your exercise. Huh. Yeah, life style that was that is your lifestyle you should be careful of maybe like if you say maybe you should try to be careful maybe what <laughs>
Do you uh, maybe you used? Uh, are you using words? Uh, yeah, sometimes I just pick up a word and that becomes the inspiration for a poem. You mean you'll you pick up any little bit and piece? To, yeah, you can. Maybe you can. But uh, what what poem? Word did you use for the next poem? November third, twenty eighteen. Genuflection. What? Oh, do you give the definition? Genuflect. 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 Good job. Past participle. Genuflecting. Latin. Knee to bend. Bend. Bend the knee. Oh, genuflect. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know Latin. How many people know how to bend their knees or Latin? Not many. All right, well, this is old stuff if it's Latin. Yeah, well, uh, one of my most top uh, learning Latin and Greek was one of my top podcasts, and I don't know why that is. So. Because you used genuflected yourself. My knees are bending now. Well, I know you're leaning towards being a Muslim. Well, is that because you want to bend your knees? No, I just want my knees to work so I can play tennis. Okay. All right, genuflection. Poem. Forget Persian and Sanskrit. What is the truth in Arabic? Oh, okay. You are Muslim. <laughs> Why are you so into it? Well, it's a big part of maybe like uh, mysticism. Uh, why are you into Islam? Well, because I'm into largely into Sufism, which if you're a realist, it's largely in largely comes from Islam. Okay, so but there is other mysticism besides uh, Sufism. Yeah, but that is. One of the top uh, areas, really. Forget Persian and Sanskrit. What is the truth in Arabic? The head is not the location of the soul. If you think so, you must be slow. The question comes up, can the advanced meditator switch off pain? The answer is yes, by rising above it to the usual location out of the body. The pain will go numb and go away while dominated by bliss. That solves the opioid crisis. <laughs> so now you're solving uh, social problems. Uh, you solved the opioid crisis. Yeah, I just solved it. <laughs> really? But it is better to learn med- to meditate first while you are well. Don't wait until disease is already in place. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to, I maintain that you meditate uh, while you are well. And don't wait until disease is already in place. Yeah, like I will, well, um, prepare my um, immune system uh, by fasting and nutrition and exercise prior to getting coronavirus. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You don't wait till you're sick, yeah. But it is better to learn meditation first while you are well. Don't wait until disease is already in place. 
I had a toothache, but went ahead and meditated anyways. It repeatedly went away and actually felt like it was healing. Okay. This is true of most of the body. Healing of the body is a secondary benefit of meditation. A loud sound current is usually good. A dysfunctioning body is just a little reminder. Who knows if the immune system outperforms when you are especially still. Well, it probably does. The immune system. Let's be clear. Meditation is very wholesome. I have said this before. Okay. All right. A lot of people will agree with that, probably. For a beginner, concentrating at the third eye might seem like hell with a toothache or a similar tooth headache, which it usually is. But the fact of the matter is the third eye is not actually in the head, so you can transcend it. That's why it is importante to be an advanced meditator. So be an advanced meditator with no if, buts, or maybes. Oh, no, if, buts, or maybes. Yeah, so maybes are harmful. Yeah. Maybe. Don't be a maybe head. Okay. Don't say you might meditate or maybe you will when you have a headache. Okay. Maybe we should look at Farid's, with what Farid says about it. If you have a past history... Of heavy meditation, it is like you are loaded with ammunition. The greater holy war is where you kill yourself and merge into the beloved. Oh, so that's the holy war. Yeah. That is the true, like, uh, jihad. Oh, so that is Islam, yeah. The greater holy war is where you kill yourself and merge into the beloved. I'm talking about uh, killing your ego and in a synthetic uh, annihilation, not actually. Merge into the beloved. So I think true deep meditation promotes healing. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, you feel quite a bit. Uh, feel quite, uh, quite... Uh, bit of energy, yeah. Yeah, most of the young people have to quit playing tennis because they're tired. Uh-huh. If the chai and if the chi and prana is freely flowing through all the chakras and all the channels, then global harmony corrects any local defect. And it is just a sideline. Fools, when they are sick, skip satsang exactly when they need it. Oh, Yeah, you've seen this thing where people are sick and they say uh, they're going to skip satsang. Fools, when they are sick, skip satsang exactly when they need it. If you, so if you uh, can get out of bed, you should continue to practice being dead. Don't worry about pain located in your head, huh? Yeah, this has happened quite a bit where you've woken up with a pain headache and you've meditated it way so many times that uh, you just meditate when you have a headache. Yeah. 
Inspiration can build up pain. You can even turn to poetry. You can go out of your body and come back instead. The strange irony for the body is it is better without your worrying. My new word for the day is genuflection. Yeah, you have like a word of the day in a way. Genuflection. It means to bend your knees. It sounds very hip and cool. It is also something yogis and Muslims do. My tooth may hurt, but my knees still work, of which I am grateful. (laughs) Diaz poem, November 3rd. Wait a minute, where'd you get this poem? What's this from? Oh, it's from Farid. No Emily today. Jenna, this is from Farid. He's uh, one of the early Sufis. And very important, yeah. Page 119. For no one prayed to me, but I nor were my prayers performed to other than me in each genuflection. For no one prayed to me, but I nor were my prayers performed to other than me in each genuflection. Page 125. Come back quickly and answer her call. Do not say, quote, tomorrow I'll make ready and strive to take a stand, unquote. Be sharp and hard as time itself, for hater is the fate of, quote, maybe, unquote. And beware of, quote, perhaps, unquote. A most dangerous disease. Oh, they're horrible, I guess. Maybes and perhapses. Be sharp and hard as time itself, for hater is the fate of, quote, maybe. And beware of, quote, perhaps, unquote. A most dangerous disease. Stand straight and try to please her. Push yourself hard. Do not waver and never give in to a sudden passing weakness. Though crippled, walk, arise. Though broken, you are lazy a lot. So do not defer your firm resolve in hopes of better health. Lead the way. Charge ahead for you prepared for this with those left behind. Break the chains of distraction. Slash with the sword of determination any talk of the future. If you are fast, you will find freedom for the sacrificing soul strives on. That's the poem of the Sufi way. Poem page 125 to 127. Umar ibn al-Farid. Lines 175 to 185. Ode in T major. <laughs> Can you play Ode in T major? Huh? How do you play the Ode in T major? In the same time, doing genuflection. There's a bit of the poetry of Farid here. It says, uh, on the photographs, it says, Be free of your selfish lot. Rise up from your low estate, then plant yourself firm and flourish. Set yourself toward yourself toward her, draw near and obey, return and reply to her humbled in repentance. Come back quickly and answer her call. 
Do not say tomorrow I'll make ready and strive to take a stand. Be sharp and hard as time itself, for hate is the fate of maybe, and beware of perhaps the most dangerous disease. Stand straight, try to please her, push yourself hard, do not waver, and never give in to a sudden passing weakness. Though crippled walk arise, though broken, you are a lazy lot, so do not deter, defer your firm resolve in hopes of better health. That's already read, but I saw it. Yeah, you can read it again. Uh, you have, uh, oh, you have the book there, yeah, and the photo. And uh, you have, uh, God knows what there. And what is that? Facts give the lie. But who can teach wisdom to God, to him who is judge of those on high? Weird. What was that? That was Farid. Uh, Odin. Is that the Odin T major? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice time. It's a funny month, October. Is it October 31st now? Yeah. And you look younger there and uh, you know how it's funny how time passes uh, did you encounter the magic passiveness uh, is there a magic passing passiveness to what Emily Dickinson was she magically passive uh, I don't know what you mean by magic passive are you are you passive or is Emily passive, or what's magic? We know her poetry's magical, but what did you put here in the next poem? I know it's about Emily, but... Uh, hmm. You have a poem called The Magic Passive. It uh, says, poem... Uh, my plans for the retreat are to arrive at the beginning and then be present again at sunrise at sunset. Hmm. Really? That's your plans? My plans for the retreat are to arrive at the beginning and then be present again at sunset. When they open up for 12 hours of meditation, I am thinking of meditating in the morning at home from like 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Then I go to the center at 10 a.m. and sit until 12 p.m. Then I will take a break and walk home. Then I will return at 5 p.m. and sit until 7 that way I can get seven hours of meditation. It will be very pleasant, and I will make further progress if my goal is to sit for a straight 12 hours. I have to first train for it. Huh? Yeah, this, wow, you can't take it by storm. It is better to build up gradually. A long meditation retreat is like hooking up a supercharger and adding nitro. I should think of 10 zillion metaphors for meditation and forget about 10,000. 
You could have others participate in which you could coagulate. You could emotionally build up your intentions by reading scripture. You could declare poetry to be superior. The effect of a long retreat is you might be, quote, born again, unquote, like a Christian, Buddhist, or Muslim. Though I do my best spiritual work in isolation. Like Emily Dickinson, adds that saying you can put on the icing and celebrate liberation. Community and supportive culture is part of well-being. The love of the truth is much better than sin. It is also self-fulfilling with enough momentum. If you can't meditate well, you can try one, two, or three, or five, or eight, or thirteen sitting seatings by following the Fibonacci series, and your soul will blossom like a flower. You can annoy the negative power. He will eventually just let you go. None of my poetry is original. It is just part of the milieu. M-I-L-I-E-U. It's a French word meaning the, the steel. In the air, it's in the air. No. Thought air. D.S. Palm, October 31, 2018, Halloween. Oh, Halloween. What are you doing on Halloween? Hmm. Hmm. You're doing that? Is that all there is to do on Halloween is meditate? Well, the only thing to do during Hurricane Henry is to podcast your poems, I guess. Yeah. Hashtag Fibonacci. Oh, and what did Emily Dickinson say? She said, poem 1231. She says, uh, One need not be a chamber to be haunted. One need not be a house. The brain has corridors surpassing material place. Far safer of a midnight meeting external ghost than its interior confronting that cooler host. Far safer through an abbey gallop the stones a chase than unarmed one's a self encounter in lonesome place. One self behind ourself concealed star- should startle most. Assassin hid in our apartment be horrors least. The body borrows a revolver, he bolts the door, overlooking a superior spectra or more. Poem 167, 670. Somewhere upon the general earth itself exists today the magic passive, but extant that consecrated me. Oh, that's magic passive. In different seasons, doubtless play, where I, for right to be, would pay each atom that I am but immortality. Reserving that, but just to prove another date of thee. O God of whip, do not for us curtail eternity. Poem 1, 1231.
And that's the magic passive, but extant, the consecrated me. Hmm. Oh, the magic passive consecrated thee. Yeah. Huh. Really? Oh, you were, you experienced the, the magic passive. You were talking about your 12-hour meditation, and now what happened? I mean, why do you say now 10-minute meditation? Well, yeah, October 30th, 10-minute meditation. What's, I'm not saying it's bad, but what is that about? You have a beautiful fall. Well, it is October. You have beautiful fall leaves with the red leaves, and you're you're altering your traits. <laughs> you have some books here. Zen, the Finnish way. Zen, the Finnish way. F, like the Finns. And then you have oh, Emily Dickinson again. Mm. Huh. Poem. What's the title? A poem title is the 10 minute meditation. All right, well, let's hear it in ten, less than 10 minutes. Poem. Rumors that I have made a mockery of short meditation are simply not true. Yeah. Yeah, you mock short meditations, and there's rumors of your of that we're floating around. I love short little meditations. You do not like 10 minutes before lunch or dinner. The best ones are the surprise ones at ad hoc times in the afternoon. When they are so short, the mind really accepts them and you can work on your quality control. You can try to do the whole 10 minutes with perfect concentration without any stray thoughts in it. It's crazy, but you could be leaving the body in 10 minutes. They show a sort of extra commitment when you recenter. You also train your legs better. It is as if you were a mime and you are practicing to be Buddha. It could be like temporary stillness. Even children could do it. God thinks you forgot him. You can prove it is not true and wake him up instead. Yeah, that's one way to wake up God. I remember on your other poem, you were, you were concerned that the master fell asleep. You can prove that it's not true and wake him up instead. You can put the saints on push-button demand and make a mockery of their reticence. Just because they are lazy and don't appear easily does not mean you have to be. You can be an extremely narcissistic disciple and demand frequent life-inspiring glances. Is that what you are? I know you would like them, but you can be an extremely narcissistic disciple and demand frequent life-inspiring glances. You can take the conquered and meet Nathaniel Hawthorne. <laughs> hmm. 
What are you thinking about Concord, Massachusetts and meeting Nathaniel Hawthorne? Huh? Yeah, at this time he started reading both Emory David Thoreau and Emily. And they say half of America's great literature came from just one town. You could go there and become extremely transcendental. You could meet Henry David Thoreau there. Huh. Yeah, then why didn't you go to Concord? And if all the half of America's great literature came from just one town, then maybe you should go to Concord, I guess. Why is it half of the literature? They had Melville, was it Melville or was it Henry David, Nathaniel Arthur and Emily Dickinson or David and David Thoreau, Emerson or uh, who are all those? Lisa May Alcott or something. You mean most of the great literature came from one town? Yeah. D.S. Palm, October 30th. Palm. There's an Emily Palm says, It's our with itself the spirit never shows what ter terror could enthrall the street could countenance disclose the subterranean freight the sellers of the soul thank god the loudest part place he made is licensed to be still Poem 1225, hashtag Concord, hashtag Nathaniel Hawthorne, hashtag Dander David Throw. Well, did we figure that poem out? Oh, you said you like your 10 minute meditations, I guess. Hmm. Isn't most of what you're saying the common wisdom, anyways? I mean. You seem you could be a common person and you just have a common wisdom and you're broadcasting common stuff. Well, yeah, this seems all counterintuitive, so... What do you mean by the common wisdom? Oh, huh. October 29th. Uh, poem. The common wisdom is not good enough. It does not build enough momentum. You should double it. You can find a way to increase your hours of meditation to six and make it one quarter of the day. It becomes like your homework for those who seriously study. <laughs> Selfless service is like extra credit, but you're, you are not really capable of doing it correctly until after a long meditation. The ego is too virulent. That makes for a better arrangement. Thus it is better to cram in case you later get into a jam. Oh, okay. Are you gonna cram? <laughs> Plus it is better to cram in case you later get into a jam. Hey, you will enjoy it. Getting out of the matrix is the same. As rising to a transcendental plane, the matrix is the senses. The positive energy will trickle down and alter your brain. You can add an extra hour at the end of the day, like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> this will help restructure your head. You can pre-explore what it is like to be dead. 
You can flood your brain with music instead of food. The results of my 42 years of digging is victory, sustained superconsciousness. Every day is a meditation retreat when you become a professional. It turns out to just be natural. <laughs> Long ago, I was already a specialist. It is like being in the military, only you kill yourself instead. Oh. Oh, so... It's like being in the military. Only you kill yourself instead. You have to first leave the body to take up a commission. It is like the way of the Bodhisattva. You can ask Nalanda. My favorite pastime is to sit alone in a room and listen to the rain. Are you... Sonny, funny, you're doing that now. My goodness, that must be true. Yeah, these poems are true. My favorite pastime is to sit alone in a room and listen to the rain. Is that the rain? Why are you sitting alone and listening to the rain, huh? It is good to be free of craving. You can follow the Sufi version of the path if you want to be more elegant. Also, you just picking up this stuff to be with the Sufism and the Farid and all that stuff and the Quran and everything and these poems and Emily and to be more elegant. You can throw away your narcissistic supplies and instead develop your inner eye. I write poetry despite all its disadvantages. I'm just trying to connect to my head so I can be completely dead and sit perfectly still like a dead tree stump instead. In the prefrontal cortex is a narrow channel which is literal. It is not just a poetic image, it is more significant. DS poem, October 30th. Um, number, poem number 1218. Emily Dickinson says, Let my first knowing be of thee with morning's warming light and my first fearing least unknowns engulf thee in the night. Hashtag the Matrix, hashtag meditation, hashtag Dalai Lama, hashtag Nalanda. And the poem was uh, the common wisdom. The common wisdom of uh, just common wisdom, uh, or you had said the you had said the common wisdom was not good enough. Is that the book that got away? It seems you never got that book. Uh, uh, yeah, you tried to get that book. Did you ever get that book? Uh, I don't think you ever got that book. What's that? The Poetry of Meditation. Oh, that's the name of the book? Yeah. Oh, I see. Let's see what the poem called The Poetry of Meditation is about. 
October 28. Home. Every morning, you should get up very early and sit very still and leave the body as if you are going to heaven and never returning. You can leave the things on your mind behind. That's one way to develop detachment. You can go to a concert inside your head and listen to the music of the spheres until you are dead. You can revive the tradition of English poetry of meditation of Don Vaughn and Trahern. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what you're doing here? Is reviving the tradition of English poetry of meditation of Don Vaughn and Trahern. You could move to Oxford and become a scholar or just sit in very long meditation. Yeah, why didn't you go to Oxford? You said you wanted to go to London or something. <laughs> you could transform your brain with words. Uh, or you could read Emily Dickinson and move to Amherst instead. I don't... Yeah, Amherst. Uh, no. <laughs> There's a three... Five colleges. It's not a bad location. Though in meditation you could actually be everywhere like a quantum physicist. The thing is, is a quantum physicist everywhere. You can travel at the speed of light and study Buddhist scriptures and Dharamshala. Yeah, I don't know how attractive that is in Dharamshala. So I don't know what it's like there. I don't know if you can study, but you probably can study Buddhist scriptures. Might be worth visiting. You could remove your ego and replace it with a muse instead. Then oh. travel to Greece. How do you replace your ego with a muse? In Greece, even the stones are romantic. Or you could just stay home instead. How do you expect to learn if you are not well read? DS Poem, October 28th. Emily Dickinson Poem says, A word is dead when it is said. Some say, I say, it just begins to live that day. Poem 1212. Oh, so these poems have just begun to live. <laughs> in this podcast. And then there's, interesting, there's a little cut here from, edited by Ken Welber, Quantum Questions, Mystical Writings of the World's Great Physicist. Oh, Heisenberg. Yeah, what an interesting book. Oh. Hmm. What happened to reading that? I think I ran out of time, I guess. Planck, Heisenberg, Schrodinger, Einstein, Addington, Polly, Emily oh. Dickinson. Then it has a little clip from the book, which I never got, Don and the Meditative Tradition. John, Don. And then it has Louis Martz, Martz's. M-A-R-T-Z, The Poetry of Meditation. It's about English poetry. 
Dawn in the Meditative Tradition. That's another book. Wait a minute here. Then there's a reference to the Poetry of Meditation. A Study in English Religious Literature of the 17th Century. Huh. By Louis L. Martz, New Haven, Yale University Post, 1954. Huh. Let me see. There's Davy Gravy in front of a pond in Oxford, of all places. He's in Oxford in this photo. Hashtag Don, hashtag Vaughn, hashtag Trahern, hashtag Herbert, hashtag Oxford, hashtag Emily Dickinson, hashtag Amherst, hashtag Quantum Questions, hashtag Lily Martz, hashtag Murray Rostam, hashtag Amrit Vale, hashtag Voluntary NDE, hashtag Music of the Spheres, hashtag Poetry of Meditation, hashtag Quantum Physics. Yeah, the book was hard to get. It's called uh, The Poetry of Meditation. Do you have any upcoming meditation retreats? Or are you just, when it's raining out, are you just going to have it at home? (laughs) Well, in the morning, yeah. You could every day, I guess. Yeah, that's true. No. Why don't you go to Chicago and go on a long retreat? Uh, Where in Chicago? Where by the school of the the, the, uh, theological bookstore? Is that a retreat area? Uh, uh, South Chicago, huh? Yeah. Why South Chicago? I don't know. All right, so this poem is from... October 27th, 2018. Upcoming meditation retreat, wherever it is. Uh Let's see where it is in the poem. Poem. Our upcoming meditation retreats are special and will double your practice. My role is to become the podium, to not move and be silent. I will be like a dead tree stone. Why don't you just go? <laughs> Where can I find a dead tree stump? Oh, you supposed to become one. Oh, I see. The practice will ratchet up naturally until the graduates hit 12 hours. Yeah, why are you obsessed with the 12-hour thing and you still haven't done that? And it's ridiculous. And you just end up going to the bathroom and stuff. And you break for coffee. Yeah. Well, that includes breaks, I think. Uh, Oh, okay. We start with two to three hours advancing to five to six. Then comes eight to nine. Then finally 12. I don't want it to come as a shock. Uh, Meditation is not to create stress. you are not actually sitting for 12 straight hours because you have to go to the bathroom. It would be more practical. At intervals, you can have tea, but generally you don't eat. Oh, yeah, you're um, you're still trying to do intermittent fasting, so you're waiting to eat lunch at 
2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, okay, so you could not eat uh, too much. Or sometimes you have a a little snippet, like a spoonful. Each person should be doing double his normal and double his last session until he he or she sits 12 hours. Oh, my God. You should just do your 12 hours so you don't have to whine about it. It's like you're obsessed. Do it and get it over with. Okay. We don't do overnight retreats because then you need accommodations and that leads to trouble. Yeah. So these are not overnight retreats. No, that would be 24 hours. Since it is on the weekend, you cannot claim you are working. Most people can get rid of their family for at least one day, and they need a personal break anyways. Yeah. So those people who have obligations or ties and relationships and attachments, they can get rid of them for at least one day. Most people can't get rid of their family for at least one day, and they need a personal break anyways. Uh Yeah, you should uh, get away from them. (laughs) If it is Sundays, you can claim it is for God anyways. Uh Yeah, you can devote Sunday to God and have a retreat on a Sunday. You can practice before you come so your sitting is stable. All he's saying, he's saying you should meditate before you come to the retreat, even. You can practice before you come, so your sitting is stable. If you want to talk, you can take a walk. Oh, yeah, those people who are talking, they have to take a walk. (laughs) Yeah, you, you can't talk in the monastery. You can go out and come back. The totally enlightened cannot be interrupted. When you make noise, it does not register because they are already dead. Sitting with an advanced practitioner may be good for your head. After it's over, you can brag on Instagram the total time that you did not move instead. It might make you more beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, those people who practice their mindfulness uh, meditation retreats and they go on this retreat where they don't move and they, they often will brag about having completed uh, the upasana, might have thought upasana or whatever it is, the, um, the uh, mindfulness retreat. Oh, are you are you trying to compete with them? <laughs> well, they can't compete with uh, me because this is far superior. Oh, okay. But you don't have anybody who comes to your retreat. <laughs> uh, yeah, these because mine are poetic retreats. I see. After it is over, you can brag on Instagram the total time that you did not move instead. It might make you more beautiful. Some pride of practice is at first helpful. 
It would be as though you ran the marathon, but on the astral plane instead. The excitement generated would be insane. Sometimes you have to meditate even longer to assimilate all the bliss in your head. The first session is for two hours. If you want to sit for only one, you can go sit with the children. Oh yeah, so if you are coming to only want meditate for one hour, then you can go sit with the children. The evening before you come, you should do yoga and not eat much. Yeah. So when you come, don't eat much the night before and do yoga. I don't want people whining and complaining about their knees hurting and stuff, so... Uh, that just takes preparation. Okay. Okay, so... All right. And don't brag about how it hurt, either. When you're, those people who take them upasana... 10-day retreats with the, with the mindfulness meditation stuff. They all, like, brag about how their legs hurt, and I don't like it. Okay. The practice is grounded in theory, but that has been already loaded. Okay. D.S. Poem, October 27th. Poem. Uh, oh, do you have a comment from Emily Dickinson? Why is she involved? Uh, okay. She says, uh, poem 1209, To disappear enhances the man that runs away, is tinctured for an instant with immortality. To, once again, to disappear enhances the man that runs away, is tinctured for an instant with Immortality, but yesterday a vagrant, today in memory lane, with superstitious value, we tape, tamper with again, but never far as honor withdraws the worthless thing and impotent to cherish, we hasten to adorn of death the sternest function that just as we discern. The excellence defies us, securest gathered then, the fruit perverse to pluck, plunk, plucking, but leaning to the sight, with the ecstatic limit of unobtained delight. And then it says from page 253, Aldrich Traits, and a day-long retreat for seasoned meditators benefited their immune response at the genetic level. A finding that startled the medical establishment. Then it has page 259 from Alder Traits. The surprise, the greatest increase in prefrontal amygdala connection correlated with the number of hours a meditator had spent in retreat but not with home hours then it has by Daniel Coleman and Richard Davidson meditation retreat oh so what happened they benefited from the upcoming meditation retreat